Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we are in the book of Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah chapter 34, 35, and 36 that we are covering today, Um, and we have Jeremiah the prophet who has, has had to warn the people of what is going to happen, and it's funny because when you read the book of Jeremiah, it's like, does it go in chronological order? Does it go in themes? Does it jump around? Because you're like, well, are they in captivity or are they not in captivity? Is this a warning or did it already happen? So those are the kind of questions that will be posed as you're reading it. So we're in 34 because he's warning Zedekiah. And the previous chapters, it's like, well, I thought they were already in captivity. But in chapter 34, he's warning King Zedekiah. Now, when you're reading, and this is why it's so important that you read word for word, everything. Take the time to read the whole thing. This is God's word. So it will speak to your spirit. That is the whole purpose of kingdom.think is we are living in this world that we've become so human. It's like such a human world that we're so not connected with our spirit. And it's our spirit that needs to wake up um, so that because that's our true identity. Our spirit knows our true identity. So if we can wake up our spirit, then we'll know our true identity. I won't have to try to convince you that you're the sons and daughters of a king, that you live in a kingdom, that you're part of a kingdom, that you're part of a kingdom, that you have inheritance, that you have an obligation and a role within the kingdom. I won't have to convince you because your spirit already knows once it wakes up. That's why we read the Bible. And that's why it's so important that you read it word for word, especially prophetic books like the book of Jeremiah, Um, because you're going to get to know God the Father. It's very, very cool. You know, they always say, um, you know, get to know God or you need to know God or how do you do that? Oh, I pray. Oh, I read the Bible. But if you don't read it word for word for word, the entire thing, you actually won't know the relation. You won't know the heart of the father. Um, because when you, you could, you could hear his compassion when he had to discipline and you can hear his excitement when he's telling you of all the great things you get to inherit. So I'm on chapter 34 and listen to this. And I say this because he actually has compassion for King Zedekiah, who's going to be captured by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. But God still has compassion. So while King Nebuchadnezzar, while Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all of its armies, and all the kingdoms, and the people in the empire he ruled, were fighting against Jerusalem and all its surrounding towns, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Okay, so then he, can you imagine, he's going to go to King Zedekiah and say, these are all the terrible things that are going to happen to you. You're going to be captured by the king of Babylon. So here, here King Zedekiah was fighting against the armies of Babylon. He's in the middle of the war. And Jeremiah comes along and says, oh, by the way, you are going to lose this war. You're going to be captured. Um, I'm surprised. King Zedekiah didn't take a sword to him right there. But he says, but, but, but wait. But here's what the Lord says. 
Um, Yet hear the Lord's promise to you, Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says concerning you. You will not die by the sword. You will die peacefully, as people made a funeral fire in honor of your predecessors. The kings who ruled before you, so they will make a fire in your honor and lament. Alas, master, I myself make this promise, declares the Lord. So that's how gracious God is. Yes, King Zedekiah, you are going to suffer. You are going to die in captivity, but you are going to die a peaceful death. There will be some honor to your death. And that's an important thing back in those days to those kings. I mean, us, we might say, what's the big deal? I mean, we're going to die. We're going to die. But to those kings, that was a huge deal. And that was God showing his heart and his compassion. Then moving down to chapter 34, um, King Zedekiah made a covenant made a deal with the people to say, hey, let's, we need to free the slaves because we're going to be cap- captured anyway. Let's free them, let them go. So they all signed this promise, this agreement, and they let their slaves go. But then they had a, a change of heart and they grabbed their, their slaves back. That was displeasing to God um, because not only did they promise to let their slaves go, but God had let the slaves go out of Egypt. So God released, freed his people from slavery, but yet his own people won't release their slaves. Plus, every seven years, they were supposed to let the slaves go. So the slaves were supposed to work for six years and then be let go on the seventh year. They weren't, com- they weren't fulfilling that, um, that law unfortunately, and that, of course, was part of their sin nature and why they're being punished. Um, so yes, because they did that, they're going to be punished. Moving on to chapter 35. This is an interesting story. It's a long chapter, but it's mainly a story. Um, this family was invited into a room to have wine. And they said, oh no, we don't drink wine because our ancestors told us not to do that. So we have obeyed exactly what our ancestors have said. We are very obedient. And this story might be used as an example of how this family obeyed their traditions, but they didn't obey God. Um... And God saying, I have forewarned you, I've warned you, I've told you over and over, I have explained to you in many different ways, but yet you don't obey me, but you obey a tradition. Or you're obeying others, you're following other people's ways, but you don't even obey and follow my ways. And I'm the one who's done all of this for you, I've given you everything, and yet you don't obey what I've asked you to do, but you obey other people in your life. And God's saying, how's that working out for you? That's... However, at the end, God does honor them for their obedience to their ancestors. That's interesting. I'm assuming there's more to this story to unpack, but that's the gist of what I got out of it. You might get something totally different. And that's just great. Um, chapter 36. Oh, oh, 
this is a terrible story. Um, so God tells Jeremiah, I want you to write down everything I've told you in a scroll because then maybe the people will read it and they'll be able to turn from their wicked ways. So he did that. And maybe if you read it to them, they will repent. For some reason, Jeremiah couldn't go into the temple, I guess. He's restricted from going. So he asked someone else to go read it. That person went and read it. Well, when they heard what was being read, they said, hmm, does anyone know about, does any other people know about this? Okay, let's go take this to the the king. So they're reading it to the king. They would read a passage and then the king would rip it out throw it into the fire. They'd read another passage. The king would rip it out, throw it into the fire. Essentially, they burnt the scrolls that Jeremiah had written. So sad, right? But God sees everything. And he gives word to Jeremiah and says, hey, guess what? They burnt your scrolls. So take another scroll and write on it all the words that were on the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, burnt up. Also, tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Wait, 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 wait. Also, tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says. You burnt that scroll and said, why did you write on it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and wipe from it both man and beast? Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their wickedness. I will bring on them and po- and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Judah every disaster I pronounced against them because they have not listened. Wow. So he's writing it again um, on a second scroll. You know, we every time we always hear that the children will be punished for the sins of the parents, it's always so disturbing. It's always so, like, why? Why does that happen? We do know that curses will go down, I think it's four generations, But it makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, it does make sense how how you live your life affects your children and then it affects their children. How you manage your money affects your children, affects their children. How you create traditions, principles, guidelines, the blessings you have upon your family will go down and the curses will also go down generation to generation. So it's not really that difficult to recognize. It just sounds terrible when you read it out of a Bible. Wow, we did it. That was chapter 34, 35, and 36 of the book of Jeremiah. Lots to read here. Hope you enjoy it. Definitely read it. Get to know get to know the character of God by reading these chapters and woven in there you're going to know God's heart and his love his absolutely endless love for his people and his grace all right my friends 
Have a good one and I shall see you soon.